What's up? It's your pal when she gets Thoughticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. It's episode 25, so I thought I'd do something a little bit special. I've talked about plenty of fics that you guys have probably never heard of already on the show, but today I'm going to cover some familiar ground, because I think we've all earned a look at some of the classics. So most of what I'm covering today is going to be some nasty shit. This episode is going to have a lot of sexual content, and if you're squeamish about gore and also bodily fluids, you might not want to listen. So that means I'm not going to do My Immortal, which I doubt I'll ever cover, on the show considering it's been done to death and it's also lengthier rectified anonymity more commonly known as the pokemon story uh that's more of the type of thing we're going to be talking about today but i won't be doing that specific fic either because i already covered it in episode 16 which is the first episode of the pokophilia miniseries so if you're thirsting for that content go ahead and listen to that episode it's gonna be the last fic i talk about i also wanted to do agony in pink but i think all these fics deserve approximately equal airtime whereas agony is a longer story and i want to keep this episode concise and manageable chances are there will be another classics episode in the future and i plan on covering it then but i've got some fun stuff lined up for today that i think you're all gonna be happy with we'll start off with some harry potter and then we'll get to gravity falls and finish on my little pony so let's go we're gonna begin with something less gross and more weird just to kind of ease us into it this is the story of first encounter in which the giant squid from Harry Potter who lives in the lake bucks the Hogwarts castle it's a unique experience so we begin with Hogwarts which is apparently male instead of having no gender like a giant castle probably would but I guess since it's a sentient entity I suppose it can conceptualize gender and decide that it wants to be male but i digress the point is that hogwarts is very lonely because it's summertime all the students are gone now the giant squid which is also male which makes sense because it's a living organism but i mention it because i get to say that a giant squid and a castle had gay sex with each other but the giant squid is also lonely with no students but it's because he likes to scare the shit out of them. And he's also very sad because once he had dreams of being an actor, but they never came to fruition because he can't be a hentai star because he's too big and strong to, like, rape schoolgirls, I guess. So the squid is horny and it just, I guess, walks out of the lake, like, because a squid can do that. I guess it's a magical squid, so you can just use that excuse, but yeah, f- Porn logic. Cool. So Hogwarts is reluctant to succumb to the squid's advances, but the squid knows that Hogwarts has been manipulating its staircases. So I guess that means masturbating. Yay, fun. So the squid just goes in, even though Hogwarts is a bit apprehensive, and this raises a question. So Hogwarts is really getting off to those tentacle suction cups on its walls so like is this a tentacle fetish or is it just getting off to it whenever someone's walking around inside hogwarts is thinking to itself oh no what will the other wizarding schools think if they find out that i let a giant squid fuck me how would the other schools find out about this shit anyways that's my question probably magic again that's always a nice excuse when you're talking about harry potter universe porn i guess since hogwarts is waffling about how far it wants to go the squid decides to punish it so 
that entails spanking again would hogwarts get sexual pleasure from just anything hitting it or does it have to be the tentacles also, also the narration refers to hogwarts as the naughty wizarding school and just of all the things you'd imagine coming after the word naughty especially in erotica the wizarding school is not one of them like oh you naughty little girl oh you naughty wizarding school <laughs> Wow. This is a unique fic, as you can see. So then some relatively normal sexual action occurs, which involves the squid, the rusting inside the windows, and it comes ink all over everything because is that even how squids work? So then the castle orgasms and... That is not a sentence I thought I'd ever be saying, but here we are. This entails water shooting out of the toilet, some other plumbing fuckery, bread exploding in ovens, and just the whole build and rock into its foundation apparently there were house elves and filch they were in there this whole time oh my god hogwarts have some fucking decency oh my oh my god like no keep it to yourself and none of them noticed that a giant squid was fucking the castle like maybe they were all asleep i don't know you think that would have made some noise but whatever so i'm not really sure what the purpose of this fan fiction was but it was pretty unique and funny, and I, I liked it, actually. <laughs> Am I supposed to be aroused, amused, uncomfortable, some combination? Either way, I think this is a deservingly iconic fic right here. Some people are foolish enough to call us the worst fanfiction ever, but they are idiots because this is fucking funny, not to mention that we've got much worse shit coming up. So that was weird, but not fucked up. But now... It's time for the fucked up stuff, fellas, and the rest of the episode's gonna be like this. So squick is a term with a few different meanings, and all of them get applied in this next fanfiction here. Or at least I hope you agree with me on the more subjective definitions that I'm about to go through here. So squick can mean just general gross shit that produces an instinctive repulsion. Similarly, but more specifically, a pairing or situation in fandom one finds repulsive, which in this case is father-son incest, which is a topic I've discussed on the show at length considering there are some sick fucks in the Avatar fandom. But, you know, just because I'm growing accustomed to such things doesn't mean I'm having a good time over here. And then the last definition is skull fucking. That typically refers to screwing someone through their eye socket, but that's not what happens in this fic. Is what actually happens better or worse? You decide. Let's go, kids. So, Lucius Malfoy is a sadistic fuck. I mean, yeah, he's a jackass in canon. It's been a while since I've read or watched Harry Potter, but I don't think he was uh, a very good father either. But I don't think he was this bad. Uh, so for some reason, this fucker has Draco tied up in his dungeon, and he needs to teach him a lesson about who's in charge around here. We don't get much background as to what the hell's happening, but who cares? It's all about the shock value. Oh yeah, and Draco is naked, which the author decided to mention a touch late in the game, by which I mean not right away, but it's not like he actually has to be naked for the main event here to go down. But then it gets really graphic really fast. After Lucius finishes his opening spiel, he then tightens Draco's restraints and pulls out none other than a drill from the inside of his cloak and he fucking hand cranks that thing through Draco's skull and into his brain. Draco shits himself and dies. Cool. This has been getting Lucius off and he has a boner because fuck you. And then... 
this is so unnecessary he smears draco's shit all over his dick because he needs lube and i guess he's fucked a brain before and it wasn't wet enough for him fucking christ oh my god so the hole in draco's school isn't big enough for him so he has to hack away some more my god lucius just fuck your son's dead body in the ass like a normal person like come on you you just have a fetish for fucking brains okay that's rather unfortunate so he's thrusting and it says here each motion felt like the gentle swishing of a butterfly's wings I i'm sorry what do you care to explain how it feels like the gentle swishing of a butterfly's wings this sentence does not belong here it sounds like gently running your hands across your lover's skin not copulating with a brain so he fucks in between the hemispheres it calls draco's brain his thinking machine i guess they were running out of uh synonyms for brain and then it also says the inside of one head coating the other when he comes fuck you i don't need a pun here so congratulations lucius you are now the worst dad he literally says his son is a slave and then you know kills him and gets off to it and he's like yeah children are expendable slaves and i can always make more dude just hire a starving college student or something that would be way easier than going through the trouble of raising a child to do your bidding i think this could have been worse if drogo had been conscious the whole time real missed opportunity right there and the scat fetish thing was so unnecessary it could have been much worse though if they'd played it up some more this was fucked up enough it didn't need the scat fetish i actually had a dream about this fic after rereading it to do these notes and it ended with lucius going to jail and trying to kill himself not by sticking a gun in his mouth and pulling the trigger but a fucking cannon which is a bit more proportional to his sins i think and how i wish that was how it ended with more brain destruction but it would be bringing lucius's brain instead <sighs> fuck my life but Let's talk more about scat fetishes because let's let's now change gears to a bit of a different fandom. So I'm gonna preface this with something that I don't quite understand. Everyone complains about Mexican food giving them diarrhea. It seems to be an exclusively online phenomenon considering no one really seems to bitch about it in real life. Nor does it happen to me, TMI, I know, but people are writing shit like this on like Wattpad or some shit. You know, obviously this fake is very dramatized, but like, does Mexican food really give you diarrhea? Like, especially something nearly this bad? Uh, oh well. I digress. Let's talk about Dipper from Gravity Falls and his adventures at Taco Bell. Indeed, we begin with Dipper going to Taco Bell while Mabel and Grunkle Stan go to a diner for pancakes. So for some reason, Taco Bell is in the middle of the woods, which, you know, totally not sketchy at all. So our boy here orders a taco naturally, in spite of his second thoughts about how weird this location is. It takes a singular bite, a singular bite for the diarrhea to kick in and oh my god y'all chill so he runs to the bathroom and even though he hasn't seen anyone at the restaurant besides the cashier all the stalls are being used so while he waits he notices that the bathroom is respectably clean for a fast food restaurant at least a sketchy dude leaves a stall and then he rushes inside right away and oh boy does the fun begin now so he shoots his pants notices he has a boner for reasons unknown to him but we all know it's a scat fetish and then starts jerking off in that restroom stall when describing his dick they like emphasize that it's very medium size which is a weird thing to focus on but okay and they also say the tip was bright and red like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer 
why <laughs> there are like really weird similes in here that just kill the seriousness and the grossness of the mood it's just i don't know they're dumb <laughs> so then he nuts all over everything but you know that's not enough so he's just whacking and jacking and nutting and coming and then you know cum is everywhere because that's how dicks work you can just stay hard come forever and oh he has to taste it and it tastes so wonderful that he just keeps on eating it he then proceeds to suck his own dick and make a cum angel like you know as opposed to a snow angel because there's just so much nut on the ground so dipper looks over to the side and he sees it his soiled underwear and something within him awakens he doesn't need wendy or mabel or any other girl in gravity falls all he needs him is a big pile of shit so he rubs that shit all over his dick and he keeps coming instantly like because that's how dicks work and sucks his own shit off his dick all right this fucking rivals episode five that i did semen math in amount of loads blown in such a short amount of time in that episode the main character's ejaculation was like a fire hose and lasted for a solid minute not to mention all the times he came almost immediately during sex only to get instantly hard again this is like that pretty much but then this boy this this fucking boy he then tries putting his shit and cum in the toilet and then consuming that mixture because ooh, that tastes so good don't you think but here we go because what elevates this fic from like trying too hard shock value stuff to classic disgusting material and the same goes for other fics of this nature too is that it just keeps getting worse and crazier because you can't just stop at the shit fetish it must keep escalating so dipper then bites off part of his own penis while blowing himself this is setting us up for everything else that happens here he desperately tries to reattach it or at least you know stop the bleeding you know by using diarrhea and come to try to, to what is the logic there why would you think oh you know what would stop my bleeding poop and semen I guess he was just working with what he had. Are you telling me there's no toilet paper in that stall though? Whatever. But it does not work. And he bleeds to death. So enter Mabel, Dipper's twin sister, who has come to find him in the Taco Bell because she's worried about him, seeing as he's been gone for quite a while now. She notices the taco with the one bite taken out of it in the main area, and she immediately knows it's Dipper's because plot convenience, and then rushes into the men's room because it's convenient to this fic- oh, sorry, I meant, and to quote, because she likes to use the urinals. So inside, she sees the most disturbing thing she can imagine, which the text only describes as Dipper's corpse. You know, not the mess of bodily fluids and Dipper's corpse, just the corpse is disturbing. I feel like uh, all the, the shit and the cum and toilet water and blood like adds a lot more horror to it, but hey, maybe that's just me. Some people aren't freaked out by that, I guess. So she sits down next to him. Again, not at all disturbed by the ungodly mess surrounding them. And she notices that he has some cum around his mouth from blowing himself. So what does she do? She kisses him and she likes it. So now she's like, well, that was pleasant. Mm, no one would know if I fucked him. I mean, we're in this Taco Bell bathroom, a very, very romantic, sexy place. And he's dead. So like, no one will know. I think I'll go for it. And then she loses her virginity to her brother's shit-covered corpse. 
just a moment please okay we just a moment of silence for my brain a moment of silence for draco's brain never mind yeah moment of silence for draco's brain and also my brain okay moment of silence over she doesn't notice that his dick is bleeding i guess i mean it blood enough to kill him so how unobservant can you be she's just riding him and french kissing all the shit out from inside his mouth and i am suffering finally she stops and takes a good look at his dick which is apparently swollen to the sides of her head and a whole mix of rainbow colors and it keeps growing even though he's fucking dead i'm sorry what and then she vomits on his penis and she's disgusted but also aroused and tries to suck it off but then this author is merciful or so i thought because the taco bill employee then enters the bathroom and here's where the gore begins so i don't know if you're not squeamish about bodily fluids but you're squeamish about gore like skip ahead the last fic we're doing is also gory so like probably stop listening if you're if that's really bad for you but uh mabel and this random taco bell employee have some introductory banter and mabel is scared shitless and then the man just starts cutting her up everywhere it says he tears out her vocal cords and plays jump rope with them uh, fucking what and he brutally scalps her and then he cuts off her nipples as a prize her toes skins her feet and she's still i mind you but this guy's like you know i have a soul i guess i'll just stab her in the heart to end her misery now because you know after i did all this other horrible shit to her i am very merciful mm-hmm. so he managed to get her ovaries and fallopian tubes out of her body through her vagina somehow you know, logic and you know it's just not his best day at work so he cuts up her vagina a little too much and he's like oh how embarrassing hopefully no one will notice he dismembers mabel's body and he's like mm, i mean this boy is dead already too i might as well do his so then he cleans the bathroom like can you fucking imagine cleaning that bathroom that sounds like my worst nightmare like I'm good at cleaning things and it's very satisfying to me, but hell fucking no, you cannot pay me enough to clean that bathroom. Once he's done, it looks rather respectable for a fast food restaurant anyways. And weirdly enough, I do genuinely like the full circle it comes to here, uh, especially this little line they repeated from the beginning. But then, this motherfucker, this motherfucker, he goes to the kitchen and puts the body parts through a machine, which makes two tacos. All that for two fucking tacos? Really? And and the human body has only enough meat for a single taco? Like, how big are these freaking tacos? They don't need to be that big if you get diarrhea after one bite. Like, you can make a ton of little tacos. Whoa! What the fuck? And then he spray paints the tacos so they actually look like food because you know that makes sense. You're not gonna taste the paint. Like, there's food dye. You know, that's a thing. <sighs> fuck logic and then they sell them to the next customer my god my god guys my god so this was pretty poorly written and the logic well a lot of it was you know illogical but as a disturbing fake it works because it just keeps getting crazier and worse and crazier and worse and crazier and you have some guy dismembering a girl who fucked her brother's corpse who blew himself to death and then he feeds their bodies to the bathroom's next victim i just wow i mean it was 
like kind of creative and a bit more cohesive than a lot of other fics of the same nature with like the whole full circle bookend thing so that's really what makes this next level in my opinion not to say i enjoyed it because i did not it's just wild it's like one of those things where i'm like oh my god someone fucking wrote this like this is the sort of thing that makes my jaw drop in horror but our last fic of the day let's get to that this one is not erotic at all actually which it's pretty rare for disturbing fan fiction as you probably know by now but the reason it's last is because i personally consider it the classic of classics besides my immortal of course but i consider it the classic of classics seeing as i was aware of its existence before i really knew what fan fiction culture was like so when i first got on the internet i was like a 10 year old started off on like the warrior cats forums and my concept of fanfic was like you made up some ocs and a clan for them and they did shit just like in the books and a handful of stuff i wrote before i knew that you fucking were supposed to put spaces after commas and periods because i was like 10 and couldn't type the stuff i wrote was about prophecies and like cats having to fight bears and it's not really the sort of thing i imagine when i think of fan fiction now and cupcakes still isn't what i think of when i think about fan fiction because it's a bridge between the innocent conceptions i had before and the depraved porn that i end up talking about nowadays like it's fucked up but in a way that my 10 year old self would have been able to comprehend so it was the first disturbing fic i'd heard of and that's why i've saved it for last so let's go we begin innocently painfully so I have never in my life watched more than like a minute of My Little Pony at a time, nor do I intend to, but the tone of the first chapter matches, I'm guessing, that of the show. Just like really innocent, wholesome. It's just like kids TV show, you know? Rainbow Dash loses track of the time and has to apologize to Pinkie Pie for kind of fucking that up because they were supposed to make cupcakes together, but Pinkie Pie is just so hyped to make those cupcakes that she's like, you know, it's it's chill, man. We're friends. Friendship is magic, you guys. So it is very boring and standard until the very end of chapter one. Pinkie Pie has brought a sort of taste test cupcake for Rainbow Dash, or at least that's what Rainbow Dash assumes it is, before they get started with the main batch. So, you know, being a normal ass bitch, Rainbow Dash eats it, but then Pinkie Pie is like, Haha, it's nap time, bitch. And Rainbow Dash passes out. Now, Rainbow Dash wakens in the torture dungeon tied to a table and i think what elevates this particular fanfiction instead of how it gets crazier and crazier which it does but like not to the same degree of escalation as the last thing we covered i think what escalates this from trying too hard to be fucked up to actually being so fucked up that it's a classic is Pinkie Pie's attitude. She's just very cheerful this whole time as opposed to dropping the act and that just makes it way creepier how happy she is to dismember and cook her friend. Pinkie Pie here has just run out of the special ingredient which she informs now panicking Rainbow Dash that it is in fact her flesh. So this is some real Ed Gein shit right here that Pinkie Pie has going on, except you know, it's all party themed, which is just as to what I said earlier, that she's surrounded by all these super fucked up things while giggling and having just a good old time. So she has all this shit because she's been kidnapping people and making them into cupcakes for a long time. And she's like, yep, I've done this so many times. I know that no one's going to notice that you're gone. No use begging. Let's talk about the decor, though, because this is basically like Ed Gein if he was in the My Little Pony universe. 
that's a sentence I never thought I'd say, but way to go, internet. You're fucked up, you know that? So Pinkie Pie has, in her torture dungeon, streamers made of entrails, painted skulls, organ balloons, bone and flesh chairs, a centerpiece of four severed pony heads wearing party hats made out of their own skin, a unicorn horn necklace, a flesh dress complete with cutie marks and six severed pegasus wings, and a banner made of flesh that says life is a party in blood. She also taunts Rainbow Dash with the skull of Gilda the Griffin, who she had a fun time torturing and killing. But that's enough of the intimidation factor here. Let's get to the torture. Yeah. All right. This is where the gore begins. So if you're sensitive to that, like, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> we begin with Pinkie Pie cutting out both of Dash's cutie marks from her hide. And as I've mentioned, this is especially fucked up because of how lighthearted she is about the whole thing. She's making jokes. And this is just... It's just viscerally unsettling how deranged she is and how she's just like a sociopath or some shit here. So she tries to cut off her wings, but it's not working very well. So she has to bust out the saw. So Dash passes out in excruciating agony. So you're like, oh, that's good. She's going to be spared the pain of being made into a cupcake. But no, Pinkie Pie waits for her to wake up. And she's like, wow, rather rude of you to fall asleep while you're at my house. And Pinkie Pie is also eating something now, which is a sample from Dash's leg. And she's like, you're very tasty. Do you want to try? And she shoves it in her mouth and Dash spits it out. But Pinkie's like, wow, again, so rude. You could have just said no thanks. So then for no particular reason, Pinkie just starts hammering red hot nails into Dash's flesh and uses them to electrocute the bejesus out of her. And now Pinkie Pie finally offers Dash some painkiller. Is this merciful? Ha ha ha, no. It's so that she can watch the harvest. So Pinkie Pie slits open Dash's stomach, starts taking out all the organs. This whole time she's making body part puns because this, you know, wasn't torture enough. <laughs> she's like wearing Rainbow Dash's intestines as a scarf and like fucking playing the bagpipes with some shit with some other organ. Finally, poor Rainbow Dash dies, but Pinkie Pie is sad because her friend is gone now. She did this to her because, you know, her number just came up. It was her time to go. She is sad that her friend is gone. But then she decides, you know, most of Dash's skin is intact. So, like, taxidermy, bitch. They can be friends forever. And that is Cupcakes. And that was the Classics episode. Can you believe I've been doing this shit to myself for six months? Like... We'll probably do another classics episode sometime in the future, but I think I'm good for now. And I hope you're good too. So that was First Encounter by Lyris Malachi, Squick by Nostra Demons, Dipper Goes to Taco Bell by Masta of Teh Citrus Fruits. That's all one word. Um, and then lastly, we had Cupcakes by Sergeant Sprinkles. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at the Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word so you know what's coming up next. I'm your pal, Wenchikis Thoughtikis. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. That's all for today.